welcome to the Empowering Agency Workers, a podcast for all temporary workers. If you're unsure of your rights, unsure how to find work, or just plain unsure, we're here to help. It's all too easy to be exploited, so your expert host, Julia Kermode, will empower you to succeed. Well, welcome to today's podcast. I'm really pleased to have with me um, someone who's been on before, and she's fabulous. And this is Tamsin Louise, and she's the interview cheerleader. And today we're going to talk about uh, resilience and dealing with um, job application rejections. So welcome, Tamsin. Anything to add to to the intro? Because you do loads. Oh, I do loads. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julia. It's an absolute honour to be back here talking to you all. So thank you. Um, yes, I do do quite a lot, but I suppose the foundation of what I do is all around building that confidence and self-esteem and really supporting everybody to success really and whether that's Mm. in the interview process in their career in business so yes absolutely lots that I do and I think the topic today is just so important especially Mm. at the moment where you know we're we're just coming out of of lockdown whatever this may look like going forward and yeah I think so many people are are now ready to to make a change or ready to Mm to go for that job interview there's more jobs coming up there's more opportunity to apply for work yes but what that what that's going to bring is there's there's going to be lots of people applying for the same job and don't let that put you off I I think Mm -hmm. I think that's great actually it's your opportunity to shine but what comes with that is you've you've prepared and you've planned and you've put so much into Mm. preparing for your interview and actually getting that rejection or not hearing at all is really hard sometimes it is hard it is really really tough um and that that's that's why we wanted to talk to you today because also it's worth noting and I should have said at the start you've got a bit of a background in psychology as well to me psychology is the foundation because it's it's how we feel and why we behave and how we can how how we can how we can live our lives and whether we choose to live a life of positivity or whether we choose to live a life of negativity or whether we choose to mm. be resilient and bounce back or let it affect us mm. it's really key to me as the foundation of, of everything that we as humans do and how we interact yeah. with each other and, and why and why we are just behaving the way that we do so it's, it's really really interesting to me mm. I've kind of incorporated that with with my knowledge of, of corporate and my knowledge of business psychology to hopefully provide everybody with it with the support they need to be successful and to overcome that that resilience and overcome things and and just go out into the world and be the best version of themselves whatever mm. that is without judgment um and I think that's really just really important because we are we're so good at at trying to behave as people think we should behave yes yeah um and you know I'm I'm I don't like the word should I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before (laughs) but I don't like the word should because to me the word should is someone else's judgment on you Mm. and it's it's like you know oh do you know what I should be hoovering or doing the housework rather than sitting here watching television and that should is someone else saying well actually your your carpet needs cleaning you should Mm. have tidy carpets well who who says that you know as long as it's not horrendous 
then it, yeah. it to me it doesn't matter so um, I try and remove any form of should from my vocabulary and I encourage your listeners okay. to try and do the same and change that should with a could or a can and mm-hmm. if you can't change it with a could or a can it means that you don't truly believe it and if you don't truly believe it or want to do it then it isn't going to work and you're not going to be successful in it wow so, okay okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, I'm loving this all already um so so yeah I'm, I'm gonna try not to say should um I I can hear I can hear myself almost exactly as you're saying I should be hoovering or you know doing the gardening or whatever um but yeah. but yeah let's just change that to can well mm. so let's dive in what actually is resilience so I think you sort of touched on it a little bit um but but yeah I mean what what is it for for kind of you and your your you know the, the stuff that you do so uh, to me resilience is is about is about bouncing back mm-hmm. and it's around staying positive when you could very easily go down a negative spiral yeah so I'm that positivity and, and that's why I'm called the injury cheerleader because I, I have got that positive outlook and I do see everything in a positive light. Yeah. However, I haven't always, and there has been times where you do go into that negative, negative spiral mm. and being resilient is you're, you're in this position where something has knocked you, something has happened. And, and for the base of what we're talking about, it's you either haven't heard yeah. back after you've yeah. attended a job interview or you've been rejected. And one of two things can happen. You can either let it spiral and go into that negativity and that that downward mm. thoughts and having your inner critic just just tell you, well, you mm. shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have gone for that job interview. You you know, mm. the, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. You're not good enough. Or you can say, Do you know, what? actually, I'm going to bounce back from this. I'm going to understand what's happened but I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to be resilient. So my perce- my perception of resilience is you're at those crossroads and you're choosing the positive yeah. road. You're choosing to bounce back and to be stronger <laughs> and be a, mm. be a better person. Maybe that's a bit of an over-exaggeration, but, but learn from it and kind of help it move you forward. Okay. Okay, well, that's um, that's helpful to kind of set the scene for what we're going to talk about. And obviously, dealing with rejection is hard for anybody at any point in their life. But um, sometimes I think with job applications, dealing with rejection there can be particularly tough because people can have quite a lot invested in getting that job. It might be their dream job or it might just be that that they need a job um and it, they, they, I, I think from yeah. from the applicant's perspective it can be you know quite quite difficult to to kind of accept because it matters so so much and what 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 can we do to help ourselves because you know if it's something we really care about it is going to be difficult yes absolutely and you know I do feel like I'm giving contradictory <laughs> messages because when I'm talking about how to prepare mm. for the job interview I always talk about you know, really find out about the company, find out about the job, mm. get excited about it. You know, is this something that you really, really want? And I almost build people up to be like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is the perfect job for me. It's the perfect company. The values align with me. I yeah. really, really want this job to then 
potentially mm. not be offered it because that's always that's always the possibility sometimes a lot is riding on it and it's to hear that you haven't been successful or you're not the right fit or you're not the right candidate or we're not going to offer you the job can be heartbreaking mm. and it's around my first my first piece of advice is understand why understand why you haven't been successful and I know it's hard to ask for feedback I get it I really really do you know I'm I'm not type person that takes critical feedback well (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I would Um, almost prefer to be in denial myself so yeah yeah completely (laughs) yeah yeah but it does allow us to grow and it does allow us to understand why we haven't been successful and it might be that if you know if if you're not comfortable 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 saying can you give me feedback over the phone or Mm. can we have a video call if you're not ready for that ask them just say when you leave the interview can you would you be able to email me if I haven't been successful with some feedback and tell me why some people in interviews ask for feedback there and then and just say do you think Mm. I'm going to be a good candidate for your for the position is there anything that I could have done differently is and ask that feedback because if you ask the feedback whether it's in the interview whether it's on the phone when you're being told that you haven't been successful Mm. or via email or you know a, a complete possibly by text if you really don't feel comfortable. Mm. I wouldn't really recommend text as the first option. But I suppose if somebody texts you and says you haven't been successful in the job, you could text back and say, can you tell me why? Mm. Um, But actually, by asking for the feedback and understanding why you haven't been successful, you can learn from it. So it might be that they say to you, you were perfect, apart from just this one piece of evidence Mm. or you didn't demonstrate that you could do x y and z and another candidate could or Mm. actually you haven't got the experience in in this or that and someone else had Mm. or it could be that they say I'm really sorry but the job's been pulled and there's no there's no job available now yeah I think that's been happening a reasonable amount lately hasn't it yeah yeah and I think by understanding why you can then ask yourself one of three questions is this mm-hmm. something that is in my control yeah is it out of my control or can I influence it okay and I talk um so I talk a lot about this I've, I've got a um a workbook really or a worksheet that I talk about and, and I suppose me trying to explain it uh, without having those visuals there is, is think about a box so mm-hmm. draw three boxes on a piece of paper and yeah. is it is it in my control put it in one box is it out of my control put it on another box and can I influence yeah. it put it in another box if it's in a box where it's out of your control put the lid on it and move on because there's nothing that you mm. could have done differently I it's like done, that put a lid on it yeah. move on I really yeah. like that what you can control and what you can influence yeah that's it and if you can control it keep the lid off yeah and really understand and you know write down what what you could have what you could have done differently Mm. and what you can learn from it okay okay what 
you is there something is it that maybe I don't know take for example you've you've applied for a job and part of the criteria is you have to be okay with PowerPoint presentations yeah. for example and maybe you were very honest in the job interview and you said yeah I've, I've I, I have had a go but I'm not I'm not overly competent with PowerPoint presentations mm. and in the feedback they've given you they've said we had somebody that is a hundred percent there with PowerPoint presentations they know them back to front inside out upside down that's why they've got the job well then what you can now do is you can go and complete a course and I'm yeah. sure if you look on YouTube or Open University Open Learn or there'll be somewhere where there's a free course on how to create and how to um how to understand and know everything about PowerPoint yeah for example yeah yeah. And so in your box of what you can control, you've got your feedback. Yeah. You know what you can do differently so that you can go and learn PowerPoint so that next time that isn't going to be an issue. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So by asking that feedback, like I say, you've got those three boxes. One, out of your control, close it, move on. The yeah. other one is, is it in your control? Keep the lid off. Keep the yeah. lid off. And if you can influence, have the lid on, but have the lid kind of slightly... A, a, a jar so that yep. you can see into the box because it's something you you can influence okay and that's really my analogy of, of how to deal with that feedback and how to deal with it and understand it without yeah. letting it spiral yeah um and what about if you struggle to even get helpful feedback because sometimes mm. um some sometimes you might get told oh the person we offered the role to more closely met our requirements well you know or, or something non-specific like that which you know I, I can understand from the recruitment perspective um and it and it's nice it's a nice way to reject someone but actually it's ultimately not helpful do you think someone could go back and just ask for a bit more or or should they just accept that meaningless feedback I would personally I would always say when you're finishing a job interview and you say thank you very much for your time it's been lovely to mm. meet you I would always say can you please give me some feedback because if I'm successful fabulous I really yeah. want this job if I haven't been successful I really want to understand why so I can learn and grow from it mm -hmm. and actually hopefully then the recruiter will give you some feedback if they don't yeah. give you some feedback I would always ask and say Do you know what, is there anything is there anything I could have done differently it yeah. might be that they really really liked you but it's their wife's cousin that they give the job to or you know some <laughs> yeah. something like that where they 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 couldn't give the job to you and um, mm -hmm. but they haven't got any tangible reasons why they can't tell you why yeah so I would always ask I would ask in the interview for them to provide you with feedback I would ask if they don't give you feedback I would go back and just say can you please give me some you know some some feedback that I can really develop and grow from if again they just say no unfortunately you just weren't successful to me I would then say okay think back through the job interview is there anything that you could have done differently is mm. there anything that maybe you didn't feel went very well if there's nothing put it in the box that says there's nothing you know it was out of your control close yeah. the lid and move on okay well that's that's good but what if we don't agree with the feedback we've been given um because i i guess that must happen um quite well I, it certainly has happened i'm sure to to people listening to this and so you know what 
I don't, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that you don't agree with the feedback and then you start saying, well, you should have given me the job because the feedback's wrong. I'm, I'm not talking about, about that scenario. I'm talking about how, how, how do we process it if we don't agree with it? <laughs> I think I would say dig deep, mm. dig deep and really understand why you don't agree with it. Okay. What is it that you don't agree with? And if it's black and white, you know, if, if you you said the sun was yellow <laughs> and they're saying you said to us the sun was blue and because you didn't, you said the wrong <laughs> colour, then we're not going to give yeah. you the job, for example. Yeah. Um, they're obviously using excuses why they can't give you the okay. job. So yeah. put it in the box that says it's out of your control, yeah. close the lid and move yeah. on, don't dwell on it, don't dwell on it. But if it's something where you don't agree because potentially they have upset you or said something that you find hard mm. I would say you you could do one of two things you could either say okay we'll agree to disagree put it in the out of control box and move on yeah, yeah. or you can I would suggest if you want to explore it in more detail I would say go and grab a coffee or go and grab a cup of tea mm. sit outside my garden go for a walk take a notepad pad and pen with you and write it down and mm. what I call journal it so write it down write down the feedback that you've been given write down why you don't agree with it write down why they think they said it and if it's upsetting you why is it upsetting you why why are you building up barriers and why are you trying to why are you why is it getting to you yeah. why don't you agree with it and really understand because I think sometimes we initially don't agree with something mm. because we don't like hearing it. I think it's 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 really difficult, isn't it? But it's about trying yeah. to accept it and trying to understand it from their point of view. Yeah, trying to reflect on it and okay, so there might be some misunderstanding or they, they misunderstood what yeah. you had said. Um yes. and try to try to I guess and correct me, but try to sort of Take yourself out of it and try and see it from their perspective um, and try to be objective, um, which is which is Absolutely. not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It really isn't easy. And and I think you're you're absolutely right. It's it's about you know reflecting on the situation, reflecting on what happened, reflecting on their feedback. I mm. think, okay, did they not understand what I was trying to say? Why didn't they understand? what I was trying to say could I have said it in a different way yeah and we're so e we're so easy to blame the other person in mm. a situation at work or in a job interview or anything like that I would always say think about it from the other person's perspective yeah what is going on for them what are they looking for in an interview candidate what were they looking for when they asked me that question mm. and if you're the you know, if you would have prepared effectively and understood what they're looking for before you went into the job interview, the feedback they had given you would be much easier to put into either the out of my control box or something I can influence box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you hadn't prepared and you hadn't answered the questions in the right way, you can learn it by saying, okay, so next time I'm going to really prepare. I'm going to understand what they're looking for to mm. give them the answers to the questions that they need. Yeah. 
Okay, and then just very briefly, um, what about if you haven't got to an interview? So you, you're rejected at, um, uh, I would call it paper stage, but of course mm. <laughs> we, don't, we don't use paper, but you know you know what I mean, at the, yeah. at the written kind of application stage. Um, is, is there anything that can be done at, at that point? Yes, so um, unfortunately, quite a few companies use what we call bots to shift through CVs. So mm-hmm. it might be that you've you sent your CV in and the keywords that are in the job advert aren't on your CV, so you would reject it straight away. Right. So I'd always yeah. say try and match your CV up with your the job adverts yeah. and try and make sure those keywords that are in the job advert are in your CV yeah. because then that helps to get through the bots. I personally don't don't like the bots. I think a human mm. looking at CVs, filtering CVs is so much more user-friendly. But bots are here. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one piece of advice. The other piece of advice I would say is on a job advert, nine times out of ten, it has – uh, contact us if you have any more information mm. contact number or email or person now i would encourage people to think of a really really good question a mm-hmm. really good question that isn't obvious on the job advert something that you couldn't find if you go to the company's website yeah make contact and ask a question Okay. Don't make contact to sell yourself. Don't make contact to say, oh, I'm just sending you my CV. Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> Tone up and ask a really good question so that yeah. the recruiter thinks, oh, I like that person. I like yeah. that question. Okay. And when your CV comes here, they say, that's, that's Julie. I really want to interview her because she phoned me up and she asked me a great question. Mm. Assuming we've got our feedback um, and we're kind of working out, you know, how we feel about it and sort of processing it if you like isn't there a danger that this feedback could just feed our inner critic so so we might get this feedback and it might be oh your 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 powerpoint skills were were no good Mm -hmm. and so then you might think oh i can't do powerpoint i just can't do it and and then you then start to get into that downward um spiral that you mentioned earlier so how can we prevent that happening I think it's a, an amazing question and it's it's something that we have to be resilient with yeah. and yeah. and really try and turn it into a positive try and say okay so I'm no good with powerpoint sticking with the powerpoint analogy yeah, so yeah. I'm no good with powerpoints you can either say oh, do you know what I'm no good I'm no good with technology I can't do it I'm never going to get a job if that's the requirement Mm. and then you 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 go further into this downward spiral yeah or you say okay I understand technology isn't my forte however if I could just learn x y and z Mm. and I can you know find my way around powerpoint and and create something then I can grow, I can grow and I can learn. I think I think now in, in what we call the, the contemporary workplace, mm. we all have to be evolving all the time because technology and things are moving at such a rapid pace. Yeah. It isn't just a case of 
we learned stuff when we were at school at university we never have to learn again mm, we all have to learn true. again and we have to yeah. continue to learning and developing ourselves so I guess it's about looking at at the feedback you've got and turning that into an opportunity because once you start on that downward yeah. spiral it's not helpful and it won't it won't help you move move on and I guess you want to silence your inner critic somehow <laughs> if you do start that downward spiral um and and you know maybe maybe we need to try and um uh, and do that I mean it, is there is there any good way to do that because you know what it's like you get that niggling nagging thing going on and, and it just is there constantly yeah. and you know what 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 any suggestions I mean that's it's a difficult question I think I would say always give your inner critic a voice. So okay. I um, I talk a lot about, about our inner critic and about how we can how we can work with our inner critic and how mm. we can move forward together with our inner critic. And for those of you that haven't listened to me before and, and, and haven't haven't read my what I talk about, um, we all have an inner critic and our inner critic's job is to protect us. Okay. It's to protect us from, goes back to when we lived in the wild and our inner critic was there to stop us from walking into a cave full of bears. Yeah. And it was to, to, to stop us from doing that and to protect us. And, and as we've evolved, evolved as humans, our mm. inner critic hasn't. So it still thinks it needs to protect us, everything that we do. Yeah. So it's, it's this voice that tells us, don't do it. I told you, you shouldn't have done that because see this should I told Hmm. you you shouldn't have done that because you were going to fail or I knew that you couldn't do that and 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 when we when we receive feedback or when we see receive disappointment it adds fuel to our critic to stop Hmm. us from doing anything again in the future and putting ourselves out there really developing ourselves and and going for something taking ourselves outside of our comfort zone it's our really critic's job to stop us from going outside of our comfort zone because they want to protect us. They want us to be yeah. happy and comfortable and, yeah. and you know, not, not do anything that puts us in harm's way, whether that's, mm. you know, feeling the disappointment or feeling nervous or any of those other feelings that come out with going outside of our comfort zone. So I always say, give your inner critic a voice. Okay. Listen to what they're saying. We're so very good at, silencing our inner critic and and I do say in my book I I provide lots of different tools and techniques and at the end I say okay you need to now tell your inner critic to sit down and shut up that you've got this but that's (laughs) after you have provided your inner critic with the evidence as to why you've got it okay um so really a lot of this kind of stuff about resilience is all about um dealing with the feedback and kind of working out um I guess your your strengths um and and you know listening to the feedback listening to your inner critic but then building yourself up to keep going and and do it all over again isn't it because if you have if you are dealing with the rejections then you've got to keep going until until you find what it is you're looking for um job wise so so yeah it's it it's tough I mean what how how can people use this experience to help them next time? I mean, that's a big question, <laughs> um, but but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think there's so many answers that I could give. I think mm. 
the main thing is learn from the experience yeah and grow from it I'm a firm believer of if it was meant to be it would be and actually if you've gone for a job and this might be you know I get it if you go for a job and you absolutely categorically you need that job Mm. and you were rejected then that's really hard you have to then just yeah pick yourself up, dust yourself off and just keep going and yeah. keep going and try not to take it personally. I think it's mm. it's so easy for us to take everything so personally and believe that it's us. But the, the interviewer, some interviewers don't see candidates as people. They just see an individual who is coming along having a conversation, are mm. they right, are they wrong? Yes, no, if they're not, it's a no, and move on. Yeah, yeah. And they sort of and forget so that there's a person there. Yeah. It's almost like a commodity, yeah. yeah. That's it. So don't take it personally. Do not yeah. take it personally because they've got, it, again, it's around seeing the other person's perspective. They've got a job to do. They've got to fill a role. mm that's mm. that's their that's what they're looking for and if someone in front of them isn't right they're not right they've got to find the right person so then they've got to move on to find the next person find interview the next person interview the next person find the right person because their aim is to fill that role so they yeah. can then move on with their business their job and you know, be, be successful in what they're doing mm. so they're not going to think twice about rejecting a candidate because that's just part of their process yeah yeah so don't take it personally it's so easy to take it personally but please don't Mm. listen to the feedback accept it put it in one of the three boxes yes yeah move on if you can do something like go on to youtube and and a how-to guide on how to do something great do it if you can't if it's out of your control put it in that, that box put the lid on it and move on to the next one. Mm. Because what you don't want to do is go into the next interview still thinking about your rejection. You need to draw a line under the sand and almost forget about it. Yeah. And And just focus on the right now and focus on your next job interview because there will be a next job interview there will be another job interview there will be the perfect job out there for you that's right for you and you will look back on this and think do you know actually that wasn't the right role for me the other thing I would say to our listeners is you know if they are chasing their dream job and they've been rejected from it there is nothing wrong with temping and doing other types of work along the way. Um, and, Absolutely. you know, I, I saw just this morning um, on LinkedIn earlier, someone had, had posted exactly that question. Should I, you know, I'm trying to find my permanent role. I'm out of work at the moment. Is it OK to temp? And the a recruiter had responded to say, absolutely, yes, because there's yes. skills development. There's lots yes. of opportunities. You, you might be working in a slightly different type of organization to what you have done before and mm-hmm. you know um I just um I just wanted to make that point really <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think actually you can almost take that one step further can't you you can you can temp doing the role that you are aspiring to do you can mm. you can yes you can gain all of that experience and yes you can gain all of that experience but what you can also do 
is you can find the company and the organization that you really want to work for Uh, find that company who aligns with your values you're doing the role temping you're loving the role you're wanting to 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 work in that role in the future you want Mm. to work permanently possibly choose the organization you want to work with reach out to them reach out to them and say Joe I've had a look on your website I can't see any any vacancies at the moment this is me this is what I'm doing I'm currently temping doing x y and z however your company your values align with mine and I really want to work for your company Mm. Mm. reach out to them be be unique be different yeah yeah and you know I, I think I mean you you might be able to give a bit of perspective on this but I my assumption is that the businesses that you're applying to work for if you've spent the last year working in a supermarket because you lost your job at the very start of um, the pandemic there is no there's no kind of shame or stigma yeah. attached to that sort of um, entry-level temping, I don't think. Um, I mean, what's what's your perspective from businesses that you've worked with? I think it's, it's so different now to what it was 12 months ago. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. I think if, you know, if we look about all those stories of, of the, the airline pilots that were were furloughed or mm. made redundant who were then working in Tesco's delivering yep. food, you know, hats off to them. Absolutely yeah. hats off to them. And it doesn't matter. It is not going to matter. Actually, mm. what it shows for somebody that has taken a lower job or been temping in, in a different industry or or doing different roles, actually what that shows is actually somebody that has is agile. They can change. They can adapt adapt Mm. they're hard working they're conscientious all of those attributes that employers are looking for I think it's actually only going to do you do you good so please if you if you have been been working in the supermarket or been temping or been doing something that isn't your normal role Mm. or isn't the normal level that you are at it doesn't matter and actually even if you've been working even if you've worked in the supermarket for the last 20 years yeah and you want to try something else now's the perfect time because nobody is going to question nobody's going to question it no no and I think we've we've previously had a bit of a snobbery perspective I Mm -hmm. think on some types of roles but what the pandemic has done is shown how important lots of different types of roles are and actually I'm I think perceptions have changed um I I hope so they they certainly Mm -hmm. have in amongst people that that I kind of know um and yeah we we should be celebrating these types Mm -hmm. of workers actually who we've (laughs) relied on for the last year but that's kind of my hobby horse and I probably shouldn't be (laughs) shouldn't be on it but I'm kind of digressing it but I totally agree I totally agree and actually let's let's look at this in a in a you know I I think there's so much that we can take over out of the past 12 Mm. months that have been positive yes there's been some absolutely horrendous heartbreaking situations but let's look at the the positive what we can take Mm. out of it actually anybody now can be whoever they want to be you can do whatever you want to be you can try different things because 
it doesn't matter what you've done previously to the pandemic. No. Have you worked throughout the pandemic? Have you been trying to support your family? And have you been, you know, have you been just gone out there and have you learned, developed, mm. done some charity work, helped your neighbour, got shopping for, for elderly yeah. people around you? Know, there's so much actually that people have done. Yeah. They've done it because that's who they are. But actually that experience and that support that you've given people you can use yeah. that in job interviews use it pull on it it shows Show it how... shows a lot of um hidden skills if you like that you wouldn't necessarily think of Absolutely. but using initiative yes. um and you yeah. know um that that sort of thing um it doesn't have to be paid work does it no 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 and actually you know if if you if you are going to a job interview where you have had 12 months worth of you you haven't worked for 12 mm. months for example let's take the worst case yeah. scenario you haven't worked for 12 months you're thinking oh my gosh how on earth am I going to explain yeah. this in a job interview and obviously everything that, that we've been talking about is you know use the fact that you've taken a temping job or, or you've mm. done this you've done that if you're thinking gosh I haven't done that don't worry what have yeah. you done? Look back over the last 12 months. What have you done? Have you homeschooled? Oh, have you been a teacher? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you have you supported your community by by getting food yeah. for elderly neighbours? Yeah. You know, what have you done over the last 12 months? Because I bet you there's things that you've done without even thinking that yeah. you can use in a job interview. Yeah. That is that's so true, actually. Um and and yeah, I I I would be surprised if anyone has been out of work for that for that whole kind of year and achieved nothing and they might feel like that and I I get that but you but you need to look look back over what you have been doing through a different lens really um and identify absolutely what you know what the positives are and, and where the strengths are so yeah yeah absolutely and to do that I would go back to what I was talking about earlier grab a cup of coffee or a, a cup mm. of tea, or your favourite drink and biscuit, or piece of cake, <laughs> and go and sit in the sun out the sun shining, or take yourself off somewhere with a, a notepad and a pen, and just write down. Just you know, that's a, that's a, a common mindful activity that I do talk about mm. a lot. Is you know, just 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 be in the moment. Just write at the top of your pa- piece of paper. What have I accomplished over the last twelve months? And I bet you, there's so much yeah. there that you can think of that you have done and you can use that in that job interview situation yeah I I think that's a fantastic positive note to to finish on so um huge thank you for sharing all your thoughts with us I, I I'm hoping our listeners will feel um equipped to kind of move on with their job application process I'm sure they will because it is it is hard dealing with rejection and I think there is um a a lot of it at the moment but one of the things you said stuck out is it's not personal and often it isn't it just feels feels so personal to 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 us is there anything to add I just think thank you so much Julia for for having me here good luck to everybody out there and if you head over to my website, The Interview Cheerleader, I've got a, a workbook on a toolkit of resilience. And I'm going to be offering your, your listeners 10% off 
that workbook oh, so it's i think it's 699 at the moment so i'll give everybody 10 percent off that so i'll give you the code julia for you to to pop into the show notes as well okay. so hopefully that will support your audience too oh that's that's fantastic that's 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 a massive thank you very much for for that and yeah there'll be a link with the notes that that go with the show so yeah thanks for joining us again Tamsin really lovely to see you thank you for having me thank you for listening to Empowering Agency Workers hosted by Julia Kermode for more information on today's discussion please visit iwork.co.uk where you can also join our growing community we hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did then we would love you to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.